Big questions, even bigger guests. This is the big interview. Welcome to another episode of the big interview, and I will be discussing the implementation of a VAR in South Africa, whether it's possible, whether it will advantage football or disadvantage football. And I'm joined in this discussion by former Mamelodi Sundowns, Ajax Cape Town and Sheffield Wednesday goalkeeper, Sean Roberts. Sean, good morning. Thomas, thanks for the great uh, intro. Appreciate it. Wonderful, man. Sean, listen, um, we know that uh, VAR has been implemented uh, um, particularly in Europe and in other parts of the world. Mm. And uh, there are indications that it might also be brought to South Africa. What do you think about this new um, uh, development? Look, Thomas, there's been talk about it for quite a while. This is not new news, but it's nice that we're touching on on it because of you know these drastically bad decisions that have been made over the last couple of months, especially in the PSL. And don't forget, it's not just the PSL. We've seen it in the Premier League. We saw it Arsenal last week, in fact, uh, where Arteta went absolutely mad after the game and the Premier League actually apologised. The Premier League actually apologised to, to Arsenal. So it's not just uh, the need for it, but it's also like is it going to add value into the game? And and to answer your question, yes, of course, Thomas, we do need it in the PSL. If there's any league in the world that needs it, it's probably ours. We, we're one of the richest leagues in Africa, if not the richest league. Um, and, you know, we cannot carry on watching these amateur schoolboy mistakes being made by other referees. But, Sean, there is a school of thought that um, VAR actually is not... Uh, good enough for football. What are your thoughts on this type of arguments? Well, it's. I think it's been proven that it is good enough for football. I think it's also been proven that it's also not a hundred percent accurate all the time, and that, and that's that's life, right? You know, it, even technology cannot be accurate. You can imagine the the human error that's involved on a daily basis. So, um, would it add value, Thomas? Yes. Would the fans get more value out of it? Yes. Would the teams get more value out of it? Yes, so um, obviously there's going to be errors along the way. Um, I think the biggest stumbling block, I would imagine, is the the expense that comes with it and the training of the, you know, it's, at the end of the day, even though it's technology, it's still run by humans, um, the training of the humans to run it, um, that's going to be a, a lot of expense and that's going to take a lot of time. So, you know, when, when Safa is saying we're not long away in a, in a decision, I'm very much aware that no training has taken place either in this. So whether the decision is made or not, there's still training to take place. We're still a good season and a half away from it, in my opinion, Thomas. What do you think? How long do you think this training will take, Sean? Because if we are thinking of getting on par with the rest of the world, then we should by now have started the, um, the training. You would think so, Thomas, and that's that's in the best case scenario. Unfortunately, we are dealing with the PSL and SAFA, um, and unfortunately, we know very well publicly that they do not see eye to eye. Um, I'm hoping that a decision is made by the end of the season. I'm hoping that training will start by the beginning of next season, and I'm hoping that this will all be implemented uh, for the following season. That's, I mean, obviously, if it's before, that'll be great. Um, but that, in reality, that is possible. Uh, whether that happens, I don't know. But uh, um, something needs to change drastically because, like I've said before, Thomas, we've seen some 
horrific decisions being made. Again, it's not just the PSL, it is worldwide, but we have spoken at length about Thomas in previous podcasts about the standard of refereeing in South Africa. Um, and that is not going to change, Thomas, unless these these referees are made full-time professionals because unfortunately they're not full-time professionals. So some of them are teachers, some of them work. Um, and, you know, we cannot expect 100% of them from them every weekend if, if they are not 100% involved, if that makes sense. My concern though, Sean, is that you've just touched on uh, the very concerns that I'm, I'm, I'm having, that the PSL and SAFA do not seem to be eating from the same dish. You know, they seem to uh, bad heads now and then and as it is right now how how do you think we will go through this challenge seeing that Safa Safa wants the the um the introduction perhaps delayed the PSL wants it now and sometimes you hear the PSL saying it must be delayed and Safa say it must be implemented now how do we overcome this problem especially I think it's 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 a massive problem Thomas, it, it is a massive problem. Um, and we've seen these issues, you know, as long as I can remember, especially when I was playing in terms of the SAFA PSL debacles and the issues they've had. But I think there comes a time, Thomas, where, you know, you've got to put all differences aside and what is best for football? What, what is best for the PSL? What is going to take our league to the next level? What is going to attract European players to our league or South American players to our league or American players to our league? And that is just to better the league. Um, and how we're going to better the league is through the implementation or things like through the implementation of VAR, through bigger sponsors coming into, into the league. So this is one of many things that need to be implemented into the PSL. And this is one of many things that, that the PSL and SAFA need to actually hold hands and shake hands on. And uh, um, it's time now, but you know, the conversation of SAFA and PSL not seeing eye to eye, it's getting quite boring now and mundane. And things need to change. Now, now, now Sean, I, I, I know that we, we, we're talking of South Africa, but South Africa is not an island as far as the continent is concerned. Do you think um, VAR is, the implementation of VAR is possible across the African continent? Of course it is, Thomas. Um, you know, they're, they're already using it in CAF. So we've seen it being used in the Sundowns and the, the Kaiser Chiefs games. Um, and we've been we've seen it's been used quite well. Um, but these things take time, you know. Africa, things take a little bit longer than usual. Um, but, you know, with, with sort of Patrice Motsepe at the helm, hopefully things can be sort of propelled a little bit quicker or propelled forward. But to answer your question quite simply is, is yes, it, it is possible. I've got great hopes for not just this country, but for Africa in general. Africa is the future. You've seen the investments in Africa just in terms of the tech space. Um, uh, not just the VAR or football, but just tech in general. It's 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 quite unbelievable. So I think the VAR just fits in uh, as another piece of the puzzle in terms of how Africa is growing. Um, it might take a bit of time, but you know I do I do beg for a little bit of patience from from the fans. But it will happen, Thomas. It has to happen. I hope it does, Sean. Because I'm asking this particularly because uh, in two weeks' time. Uh, Africa will be engaged in the Africa Cup of Nations. And I've realized that 24 out of 54 countries will be playing their home matches away from home because their national stadiums are not up to scratch. This wow. is concerning. Yeah, that is. I didn't know that stat, but thanks, Thomas. That is, that is very concerning. Um, uh, you know, unfortunately, not many African countries have had a World Cup like we've had, where we've got these magnificent stadiums, thank goodness, uh, to play in but um, but you're right you know 
soccer is a, a language, it's a religion around the world and there's no excuse for the national stadiums not to be the utmost of, of importance for each government. And 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 now, this this brings me to my next question that we, we've always said, and FIFA also endorses this, that governments should not be involved in the running of football. But don't you think, Sean, that it's time the government got involved? Because implementing VAR is quite expensive. Don't mm. you think if the corporates are not there, the government, it should be their responsibility as well to help in the implementation of VAR? Yeah, absolutely, Thomas. Obviously, from a financial standpoint as well, I think that's where the money sits in most countries is with the governments. I think there is a place for governments to be involved in football, but I also think there's a place for governments not to be involved in football, as you probably agree. But in terms of getting the stadiums up to uh, playing material, yes, governments need to be involved. In terms of getting the VAR implemented ASAP, yes, governments need to be involved. So um, that's my opinion. I, I do share your opinion as well, Thomas. I, I, I think there, there is a place for governments, absolutely. But there's also a place for government where they need to say, okay, we're going to step away now, especially in the administrative side of things. Now, now, now Sean, let's look at the pros and cons finally of, 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 of VAR. We know that it is important. And as you mentioned, in, in Morocco, it has been implemented and it is successful. In Egypt as well, it has been uh, implemented. And I believe Tunisia is also following suit. And it's important for South Africa also to, to get involved. Particularly, don't you think, uh, the fact that SAFA is bidding to host the 2027 uh, FIFA World Cup for women. Don't you think this will be beneficial for the country? Absolutely, Thomas. It's 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 not negotiable, you know. And I, and I think we've spoken about the little stumbling blocks uh, in between. There's obviously the cost of it, um, the the training of the persona who are going to be running the VAR, um, you know. And again, even though the Premier League they are I think the third or fourth year into it now, they're still making mistakes, and that's the biggest league in the world. And and obviously, as as fans like us, as neutrals like us, we need to be patient. Um, but without a doubt, the pros that it can bring in or the positives that, that it can bring in is, is, you know, not just financially, these, these big, massive decisions that are made in the 90th minute, that, which can go for you or against you. You know, all of a sudden now that's instead of that being 50-50, it might be 99%, you know, for the positive. So the, these, these are massive things that we need to take into account. And I, I do think long term. VAR is the way to go. Let me play devil's advocate, Sean. And what about those people who say, one, VAR uh, delays the flow of the game and also uh, the people who are uh, in charge of making decisions for VAR are not necessarily referees. How do you say about those those critics? Yeah, and, and they have a point. Obviously, the flow is a major, a major part of the game. We've seen it, you know, on the, on the biggest stage of the world at the World Cup, you know, the, the VAR does interrupt with the flow of the game. Um, but that's that's what happens with VAR. Like, there's no ways around that. So, um, yeah, unfortunately, in the best case scenario, things are done in real time. Um, and, and that doesn't happen, unfortunately, with VAR. Things, things do take time. And in terms of people not being referees, uh, you know, we can look into that a bit more, Thomas, but that's where the training comes in. And that's why I say... There's going to be at least six to 12 months training um, once the VAR is implemented. It, it's, a, it's a proper proper exercise. That's There are no shortcuts in this. So um, I, I do feel that the, the people that are running the VAR will be 
experts that would have been trained properly. And I think that's the least of their worries. Finally, Sean, there has been rumors and hints that um, one of um, the world's greatest referees, uh, um, um, uh, Pierluigi uh, Colina, mm. might be coming to South Africa, perhaps in the initial stages of the implement- implementation of the VAR. Do you think this is a good move? Do you think he might help us towards achieving this goal? Absolutely, Thomas. And that's the first I've heard of it. So that's pretty cool. Um, that doesn't ha- harm us one bit. And hopefully he can maybe give our referees a kick up the as well. So um, yeah, uh, there's definitely no negative for him coming to South Africa. I hope he does do some referee courses while he's here. Um, and maybe he can give our guys a little bit of advice that they, they dearly need. Thank you so very much, Sean. And uh, it's been a pleasure talking to you and picking on your brain. I do hope that you do have a wonderful day. And let's hear what the other people, let's hear what the fans, the critics, and those who are in favor of this particular um, in, in implementation of the VAR are saying about this. Thank you very much, Sean, and do have a wonderful day. Thanks, Thomas. Cheers. Big questions, even bigger guests. This is The Big Interview.